Live opinions, descriptions, and accounts expressed on the Best of Times Radio Hour are those of the hosts and the guests of this show, and not necessarily those of Town Square Media or this station. Consult with your attorney, accountant, or other professional for final advice in making your decision. The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana. Celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Coligas. Good morning. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today. Also thanking those listening uh, via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also uh, thanking those who might be listening on their Radio Pub application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to discuss how reverse mortgages can benefit you or your loved one. So stay tuned for this show to learn more about reverse mortgages. It is Saturday, February the 18th. You are broadcasting our show today from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the February issue the best of times at some of our 522 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. If you're unable to find a copy, remember to visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view current and past issues. We are working on our 2017 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, and it will be released on March the 1st of this year. We're excited about this newly, tremendously updated Senior Resource Directory that will benefit you or your loved ones. The LSU Health Shreveport's Med School will have their mini medical school beginning on February the 28th. This is a four-week program held every Tuesday through March 21st. The LSU Health faculty will discuss very interesting health topics and offer participants hands-on activities. The cost of mini med school is only $40 for first-time participants, which includes a white lab coat in all the four sessions. The fee for returning mini med alumni is only $20. For more information and registration, do call 675-8789. That's 675-8789. The fifth annual battle of the Gumbo Gladiators will take place on Saturday, March the 11th at Festival Plaza in downtown Shreveport. This event attracted over 4,000 attendees last year who sampled over 55 entries prepared by 45 different teams. Uh, admission is free. Gumbo samples are only $2 each, so make plans to attend this particular event on March the 11th. Remember to log on to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for listing of announcements made during today's radio show, as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. 
Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Hunting Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show as a special guest is Mr. Joe DeMarkey, who is a strategic business leader for reverse mortgage funding, and he's coming on the show today to explain how reverse mortgages can help seniors fund their retirement. Thank you again, Joe, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thanks for having me, Gary. So tell our listeners, what is a reverse mortgage? So really simply, Gary, um, a reverse mortgage is a loan against your home that you don't have to repay for as long as you live there. That's the simplest way I can describe it. That's a pretty simple... simple um, yeah, it's a it's a unique sort of loan that was actually developed by the federal government way back in 1989, and it's intended to help older adult homeowners. There's an age requirement. You have to be at least 62 years of age or older in order to qualify for the program, but it's intended to help them finance whatever they need to finance um, while living in their home. And if you think about the ways that you and I borrow money, we go to a bank or a mortgage company and we get a lump sum of money, and then we have to make payments every single month um, for a period of time, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, what have you. And the way that lenders sort of look at people like you and I is they want to see if we're working or maybe we're self-employed and they want to make sure that we have the financial capacity to afford to make those payments every single month. When you're older, 62 or older, you're either in pre-retirement mode or maybe you're thinking about retirement and your income usually drops pretty significantly after you retire. Um, You might be lucky enough to get a pension. Um, You might start drawing on your Social Security and decumulating the assets that you've saved during your working years. And for the lending community, that became a challenge because we couldn't underwrite somebody's ability to make loan payments as successfully as we could if they were still working. In other words, once your income drops, the amount of money that we would be willing to lend to you proportionately goes down because you don't have the cash flow to afford the monthly payments any longer. So the whole notion of a reverse mortgage was to help um, the older adult population be able to borrow money, and we all borrow money all the time. People will borrow money every day, whether they're swiping a credit card or buying a new car and financing it or uh, buying a new home or refinancing that home, um, we all borrow money and we hopefully pay it back um, in a timely fashion. And the challenge for the lending industry was how do we, how are we able to lend money to um, an older adult homeowner population when their income is usually dramatically lower than it was when they were working. And that's the whole notion behind this product, um, is to be able to uh, lend people money so they can finance whatever they need to finance 
um, without them having to make monthly payments back to their bank or their mortgage company. They can make payments, but they're not required to. Uh, a, qu- a quick question here. I, I know a few of my listeners are considering this, have have um, thought about it, and there, I'm sure you get thousands of questions. But here's one that was in- interesting. This lady mentioned to me, why 62? I mean, is it is it the the company or is it regulatory that the the 62? She's not 62 yet, and she went into consider getting a, a reverse mortgage. And I says, you know, I told her I I, I think it's required by. Oh, you explain. You give the answer. It's a it's a great question. It's required um, by regulation. So so she has um, to attain the, the age. Department of, she has to attain the age of uh, sixty-two, yeah, if, right? If you're if you're going to be a borrower on a reverse mortgage, you have to be at least sixty-two. Now there are occasions where we will be talking to a married couple. And one of them is age qualified, 62 or older, and one of them might not be. You know, the 64-year-old is married to the 60-year-old. Okay. Um, Again, if you're going to be a borrower, you're going to borrow money, you have to be age qualified. If the property was just in the name of the 64-year-old spouse and the 60-year-old spouse was not an owner of the property, the property was not in their name, and they were married, we can still make the loan to the 64-year-old. Wow. Um, and the 60-year-old is not a borrower, but she lives in that home, I'm assuming it's the wife in this case, um, and she can continue to live in that home even if the 64-year-old predeceases her and she inherits the property and she continues to maintain the property and make her property tax payments in a timely fashion and keep the house insured, she can continue to live there. She can never borrow money because she's not a borrower, but she can continue to live there even if the 64-year-old spouse, the borrowing spouse, were to predecease her. But if you're a single borrower, you have to be at least 62 in order to qualify for the loan. Okay, so explain to our listeners a little bit about the underwriting standards for a reverse mortgage. So I mentioned before, Gary, if you or I were to apply to a bank or a mortgage company for a traditional mortgage loan, um, they're going to look at our credit report and see if we've kept our promises in the past to other creditors. We'll do the same thing with a reverse mortgage borrower. But when you and I apply for a traditional mortgage, the, the lender is going to underwrite our ability to make those monthly payments that we have to make. They want to make sure that we have enough income to afford those loan payments. Well, there aren't any required loan payments with a reverse mortgage. There's no principal or interest that has to be paid back every single month. I said it before, and I'll say it again. People can make monthly payments. They're just not required to. But aside from the lack of having to make a monthly principal and interest payment, the obligations of a reverse mortgage borrower are almost identical to the obligations that you or I would have with a traditional mortgage. We have to be a good homeowner. 
We have to pay our property taxes on time. We have to keep the house insured. If it's in a flood zone, we have to maintain flood insurance and keep those premiums paid in a timely fashion. The same requirements hold true for a reverse mortgage borrower. So we want to make sure that they have the financial capacity to meet their property charge obligations. We want to make sure they can afford to pay their property taxes and to pay the homeowner's insurance premium. So all else being equal, it's easier to qualify for a reverse mortgage than for a traditional mortgage because you're not required to make monthly principal and interest payments. You're only required to be able to afford to maintain your property charges. So we'll look at your cash flow. Do you have Social Security coming into the house? Are you still working? Um, do you have other assets that you've accumulated during your working years and you're going to decumulate them during your retirement years? And we'll make sure that you have sufficient cash flow to be able to afford those property charges. So explain to our listeners that the other aspect is, is there a... Uh, what's the amount of loan? How is it calculated? And, and do you have to have your property, that your home, that's, say, worth valued at $250,000 completely paid off to get this additional reverse loan? So the way that we calculate how much you qualify for, it's a very, very simple actuarial calculation that Uncle Sam gives to us. And the most important parts of the, com- of the calculation are how old are you and where are interest rates today? And we're still in a very, very low interest rate environment, um, which is good because the lower the interest rate, the more money we can lend to you. And the older you are, the more money that we can lend to you. Um, generally speaking, the, the loan-to-value ratio um, that we're able to, to lend against the the, the value of the property for a 62-year-old, that's the minimum age, as I mentioned before. It's about 52% of your property value, and it goes all the way up to 75% if you're 90 years of age or older. So somewhere between 52 and 75%, and it's dictated by your age. So the age, so the age of the if factor. If you have a 250... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, go right ahead. So the 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 one of the factors the age, but also it could could it be also the value of the property and the value of the property. So let's use your example before. If you live in a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home, and let's suppose that based on your age you qualify for up to sixty percent of that home value, that means that I can lend you one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. If the property is only worth $100,000, I can only lend you $60,000. Okay. That, that's, so that's understandable. The age, the age dictates the percentage of the property value that we can lend. In my example, I'm saying it's 60%, and we multiply 60% times the value of the house, and that's the gross amount of money that we're able to lend to answer your other question from before do you have to own the property free and clear the answer is no and in fact it's one of the very very common uses of a reverse mortgage 
is to take the money that you're eligible to borrow and we pay off any existing loans against the house first. So let's use your example of a $250,000 home value and I'm able to lend $150,000 based on how old you are. If you have an existing mortgage against the property that is, and you owe $150,000 or less, you're still able to get a reverse mortgage. We will use the proceeds from the reverse mortgage loan to pay off the existing loan that you have. And the financial feature that people are attracted to is that they don't have to make any more monthly loan payments. So that existing loan payment goes away, it disappears. We pay that loan off, you don't owe that lender any more money. And you're not obligated to make monthly payments to us you can if you want to, again, as I mentioned before, but you're not required to. So there's, you're going to avoid two monthly payments or two possible monthly payments, the initial, your original mortgage that you had, that and and if you eliminate that to zero, you owe them nothing. Uh, that's one factor. And then the other one is you can or cannot um, give money and monthly payments to the reverse mortgage company, Right. That's exactly right, Gary. That's so, exactly right. So I know my listeners are saying, what's the advantage? You keep mentioning what what is the advantage or disadvantages to make monthly payments for a reverse mortgage? I didn't know that that was possible. Yeah, it, it, it's really just a question of how you view and how you feel about having debt against your home. Um, most people who take out a reverse mortgage plan on being in the house that they're borrowing against um, for the rest of their lives. And remember, this is a loan, so we're charging you interest. If you're not making any payments to it to us, we simply add the interest to the amount of money that you borrowed. So unlike a traditional mortgage, when you and I make a regular monthly payment, the amount of money that we owe to the bank goes down every single month. In the very beginning of the loan, it goes down a really small amount every month, and then it keeps increasing in size until you make that last monthly payment, and you will have paid back all the money that you borrowed plus a whole bunch of interest on top of it. That's right. With a reverse mortgage, if you're not making monthly payments, the amount of money that you owe actually increases over time. And people who are concerned about their legacy, how much of an estate are they going to have, they might want to make monthly payments so that the loan balance doesn't increase over time. Or maybe they make a small payment so it doesn't increase as fast over time. So it really depends on the individual. Are they focused on... Um, their finances and their cash flow during their retirement years? Or are they somewhat concerned about how much equity is going to be left in the home to their estate um, if they plan on staying in that property until they pass away? Let's hold it right there. We'll be right back with more information about reverse mortgages. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep Dealer. Gary 
Guy's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tenet Country, F Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my radio show is Mr. Joe DeMarkey, who is the strategic business leader for Reverse Mortgage Funding, and he's explaining how reverse mortgages can help seniors fund their retirement. Thank you again, Joe, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. It's my pleasure to be with you, Carrie. Thank you. Well, this is quite interesting. I'm learning a lot of new things. I thought I knew a little bit about reverse mortgage, but I, I am, I am finding this quite, quite uh, informative for me, and I know my radio listeners out there are finding this quite uh, interesting as well. So, who is the reverse mortgage product best suited for? So, obviously, there is an age requirement, like we were talking about before. You have to be at least sixty-two. Um, you have to own the home. Um, an unknown little fact about reverse mortgages is that you can use a reverse mortgage to actually purchase a new home. Wow. Um, so if somebody, if somebody is deciding to relocate, let's say from the Northeast and they want to move to a warmer climate and they're selling, uh, we call it their departure home, um, and then they're buying a home somewhere down south where the weather's a little bit warmer, they can use a reverse mortgage to help finance the purchase of their new home, and they don't have to use all the cash that they received from the existing home. They can take, in my example before, if they qualify for 60% of the new home sales price, let's say they're buying a $250,000 house, and they want to finance it with a reverse mortgage, they only have to put $100,000 down in cash. They borrow the $150,000 from a reverse mortgage lender like us, and they purchase their their new home for $250,000. And if they had any excess cash from the sale of their departure home, they get to put that into the bank or invest it and use those funds to supplement their uh, cash flow during their retirement years. So, for an example, um, an example that would be like somebody up north may want to get a vacation home down in sunny Florida. Could they do that? So you can, yeah, you can, you can do that as well. So the the rule is that the reverse mortgage has to be against your primary residence. So you can only have one primary residence. Um, my first example was they sold their home up in the Northeast, and they're buying a home, uh, let's say, down in New Orleans. Okay. Because um, they like the they like the locality. Maybe there's family down there. They like the warmer climate, and their new home that they're purchasing is in New Orleans is their primary residence. So they would take out the reverse mortgage against that home. Your question is a little bit different, but it's still. It, it, it still works, and that is, you know, they have a home in the Northeast, and they want to buy a condo in Florida. And can they take out a reverse mortgage against their primary residence in the Northeast and become a snowbird? They go down to Florida for, you know, from January until April, and their, mass, their Northeast property is still their primary residence, 
And sure, they absolutely can do that. And there's been many snowbirds created um, <laughs> around the country um, when folks have borrowed money against their primary residence and bought a vacation home um, with the proceeds from their reverse mortgage. And in that case, they actually own two homes and no required monthly mortgage payments to make. Uh, but uh, answer this clarification. Are they required to stay so many weeks or months in their primary residence up up in New England, let's say? They, you know, they can't stay 12 yeah, months so in, in Florida. That's right. So you have, to, you have to live there for the majority of the year. Um, there's other things that we'll look at. Where are you paying income taxes? Where are you registered to vote? Um, again, you have to you have to prove to the lender that it's your primary residence. By the way, Gary, that's no different than when a bank lends. They want to make sure that you're borrowing against your your primary residence, and they'll they'll ensure that. Again, you can only have one primary residence. Um, where do you spend the majority of the time? Um, they might look at where you pay income taxes, where you register to vote, those sorts of things. So continue on in giving us examples of who can benefit from this particular product. Yeah, so I, I think our, my view has changed over the years. Um, it used to be that people were best suited for a reverse mortgage if they wanted to stay in the subject property for a long period of time. Because it used to be that the closing costs for reverse mortgages were very, very high relative to the closing costs that you or I might incur when we take out a traditional mortgage loan. Um, but that's changed over the past few years. And Uncle Sam has made some significant fundamental changes to the product that has allowed lenders around the country, including us, to offer various flavors of a reverse mortgage and some that have closing costs as low as $125. Whoa. Not too dissimilar from walking into a bank and taking out a home equity line of credit or taking out a traditional mortgage loan. So I think my view, our view, has changed over the years. We used to say you should be in the property for, you know, at least three or four years, or you should plan on being in the property for at least three or four years, if not longer. Um, but now that there's been so many changes that have been made to the to the product, um, I don't think that's necessarily the case anymore. Um, I think people need to think about what their financial objectives are. Um, they're borrowing money to do something. What is it? Do they need to borrow money because they need to purchase a new car? Um, do they need to borrow money because... Um, they need to retrofit their home. Maybe they need to, they've had some physical challenges, and maybe they need to add a wheelchair ramp or widen the doorways or put grab bars in the, in the shower or some other types of home renovations that are necessary because of their physical condition. Um, maybe they just need to borrow money because they need to supplement their cash flow because they're on a fixed income and the cost of goods and services keeps increasing over time, and they're a little bit tight on cash flow every single month. Well, those so are I some, think it's, those are, I those think some it's some really great more advantages. about the question of what you're trying to finance. 
Okay, so that should be one of the one of the factors when evaluating whether you need to get a reverse mortgage. What are you going to use it for, right? Exactly. Do you have Do you have a plan to do something with the loan? Some people honestly take it out just to establish a um, one of the ways that you borrow money from a reverse mortgage. You don't have to take all the money at once. In fact, most people don't. Um, most people actually um, establish a line of credit. So using my example from before, if you qualify for $150,000 and you own the house free and clear, you can take the money in the form of a line of credit where you get to decide when to borrow money and how much to take at any one given point in time. And so you're you're similarly to a so your interest obligation wouldn't be on the whole entire amount of your example of $150,000. It could be just like you needed 20000 right? It would be just on that particular Exactly. Amount. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we can, only charge you, we can only charge you interest on money that you've actually borrowed. So if you qualified for $150,000 and you only took $20,000 out, let's make believe that you had a small mortgage still outstanding against your home and we paid off that $20,000 mortgage, and you left $130,000 in a line of credit, we're only charging you interest on the $20,000 that you actually borrowed. And it gets even better. The unused portion of the line of credit, that $130,000 that you haven't borrowed, it actually grows in size every single month. Oh. Every single month that goes by, the un- whatever you haven't borrowed, the unused portion of the line of credit gets a little bit bigger. Okay, I, I'm having a feeling that some it's of my very Joe, some of my listeners out there are thinking. So there's got to be a limit on. You, you mentioned about eligibility. There has to be a limit on. Uh, let's say you have a. Uh, $750,000 home, you're not going to, even at 50%, that's going to be, you know, uh, $350,000, $400,000. Is there a maximum amount of amount of value of so the home? The, the only cap is how much of the home value we can consider when we lend you money. At the beginning, when you take out the loan, again, I mentioned before, it's based on your age right. and how much your house is worth. Mm-hmm. There's a what we call a property value cap. We cannot consider any property value above $636,000 in change. So in your example, if the house appraises for $750,000, we're going to make believe it's worth 636 when we calculate how much money we can oh. lend to you. Okay. Well, that that seems fair on on the on the person that's getting it. I mean, even though he want he or she wants to get it, but it, I thought you're disqualified if it's over a certain amount. You're not disqualified. You're not disqualified. Um, you know, Warren Buffett could take out a reverse mortgage against his five million dollar home. We're going to make believe it's worth six hundred thirty six thousand dollars when we calculate how much money he's eligible to borrow. Going going back to the proceeds, and I was not aware of the line of credit. That was a that was a new one. But other you mentioned others. You can get a monthly cash payment, right? Yeah. So there's there's several different ways, um, and you can combine these. You can do some in a line of credit, and you can do some of the money in the form of a monthly payment, where 
we, the lender, are actually lending you a predefined dollar amount every single month, and it can be in perpetuity, or it could be for a higher dollar amount for a specific period of time that you choose. By far, Gary, the most popular, we call these payment methods, by far the most popular payment method that somebody chooses is a line of credit. I think it's because they're in control. They get to decide when to borrow money and how much to borrow at any given point in time. Um, But you do have the option of this monthly payment that literally lasts in perpetuity. It never runs out. If you qualify for $700 a month, we're lending you $700 every single month for as long as you're living in that property as your principal residence. I've I've heard of individuals that... that take these, that get the reverse mortgages, but also, let's say, to pay for their excess medical. They want to go on their um, bucket list vacation cruise to Europe, and and they either, I don't know if they get a lump sum amount or they get a line of credit or a certain amount of money to to do that. That 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 is an option too, correct? Sure. So there's no there's no restrictions on what you use the money for, with one exception. And that is what I mentioned earlier on. If you have existing debts against your house, we will pay those off for you. You don't even see those, that money change hands. So you have to take money to pay off existing debt that you have against your property. But the rest of the money is up to you. You use it for whatever you want to use it for. Or don't use it if you don't want to or need to. We'll be right back with more information about reverse mortgages. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tunning Country F Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep Dealer. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is Mr. Joe DeMarkey, who is the strategic business leader for reverse mortgage funding. And he's explaining how reverse mortgages can help seniors fund their retirement. Again, thank you, Joe, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. That's great to be with you, Gary. Thank you. It's been quite educational here. In in this last segment, I want to get discuss some of those misconceptions about the reverse mortgage product um you you, and tell them tell them what was happening in the past and what's happening in the future today you mentioned about the no payment so i think that yeah i i think i think the fact that you're able to make monthly payments is probably um a misconception that's been out there for a long long time the most popular one that we hear all the time is, I'm going to lose my home. Okay, Joe, I'm borrowing money with a reverse mortgage, and you own my house. And that's simply not the case. Um, whenever we borrow money, Gary, when you borrow money against your house or I borrow money against my house, the house stays in our name. Um, the bank takes a mortgage against it. I'm giving the bank, I'm using the house as collateral Um to back up um, my promise to make monthly payments to the bank. And with a reverse mortgage, there's no difference. 
the property stays in the name of the borrower. We put a mortgage against the property, and the borrower still owns the house. They get to decide what color to paint the kitchen wall, and they get to decide how to decorate it, and they have to make their property tax payments and keep the house insured. It's still their property. Most of the time, when a reverse mortgage has to be repaid, and Gary, it has to be repaid when you don't live in the house any longer. If you sell the property and move, we have to be paid back first. If you pass away and the property goes into your estate, we have to be paid back. Or if you permanently move away from it because of mental or physical illness, the loan has to be paid back. And, that, and that's so pretty sensible. In any, when the lo- that's pretty sensible. I mean, I don't think, hopefully nobody objects to, objects to those particular criteria. And I think that's probably the biggest myth and misperception if you talk to somebody on, you know, walking down the street about what they know about reverse mortgages, um, is that the bank takes ownership of the house. And it's just, as I just said, it's just not true. So... One of the things that's also unique about this loan is that there's no time limitation to it. Unlike, you know, my mortgage loan, which is a 30-year mortgage loan, um, the reverse mortgage doesn't have a predefined maturity date to it. If you take it out and you're 62 years old, it doesn't have to be paid back at some future specific point in time. It has to be paid back when you don't live in the property any longer. Are the so they're living whether the homeowner? Whether you are deceased or you have to move or, you know, that's one of the criteria, right? That's when the loan has to be paid back. So as long as you're being a good homeowner, you're maintaining the property, you're paying your taxes and keeping the house insured and living there, the loan doesn't have to be paid back. It has to be paid back when you don't live there any longer. Uh, another question I have isn't isn't it required that you and other companies that offer these through uh, I'm going to say indirectly through the federal government you give them proper education and you tell you have to you have to go through some sort of educating the potential person that is going to give, be getting a reverse mortgage. Yeah, so it's a great question, and it's a so. We're in the reverse mortgage business. We almost think that we're in the education business first. Um, <laughs> our approach to the, the product and the market is doing the things like we're doing right now. You and I, I'm educating you and your listeners. Um, when somebody makes a buying decision, if we have an applicant come to us and say, hey, Joe, you know, we're really interested and we want to apply to your company for a reverse mortgage, um, even though we've done all this education up front before they've made their decision to move forward, um, the federal government has built a really, really important step in the process, and that is that if you want to apply for a reverse mortgage, you first have to talk to a HUD-approved nonprofit counseling agency specifically about the reverse mortgage. Um you can do it face-to-face, or you can do it over the telephone. Um, it usually lasts about an hour and a half or so, maybe a little bit longer um, for some folks. And it's an opportunity for you to talk to a disinterested third party 
who's approved by the federal government. The person who you're talking to is actually exam tested. They have to be a really good subject matter expert, and they're actually tested to make sure that they know the ins and outs of reverse mortgages really well. And the purpose of, we call it a counseling session, the purpose of a counseling session is to ensure that you're making an informed decision. They just want to make sure that you understand exactly how the loan works. And they'll also even explore other options besides a reverse mortgage that might better suit your needs or some other options that you can still pursue in addition to a reverse mortgage. There are wonderful benefit programs um, around the country for older adult homeowners. You might qualify for fuel assistance based on your particular situation or um, a property tax abatement or food stamps or these other really, really, really wonderful benefit programs. And they might not meet your needs or they might help you meet your needs. And they want to make sure, the counselor wants to make sure that you're aware of those as well. Well, After you finish the counseling session, there's a counseling certificate. It's a piece of paper that the counselor will sign and you will sign. And you have to give that to your reverse mortgage lender in order to begin the formal part of the process. So that that is a fair fair evaluation on independent you said independent so they're going to tell the individual the pluses and minuses and hopefully answer their technical and non-technical questions right exactly and it's from disinterested third party they're not allowed to be affiliated with a reverse mortgage lender they're they work for nonprofit um, counseling agencies sprinkled throughout the country that are vetted and approved by um, the federal government so so your company is called Reverse Mortgage Funding, and it, it's one of many that throughout the United States that are uh, deemed approved by who? By the federal government, HUD, that can, can offer these particular reverse mortgages. Is that correct? That's right. So if you're a reverse mortgage lender in this country, you have to be approved by HUD. Um, and there's lots of us out there. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit biased because of who I work for. Um, we do business in all 50 states um, around the country, and um, yeah, we had to uh, we had to go through a, an expansive approval process with HUD before we were we were able to offer reverse mortgages um, in the market. And so your company, like all the other companies, are monitored in all their their loans. Uh, either the the company funds them, or they fund them out elsewhere to get to uh, to provide these reverse mortgages for clients throughout the United States, right? Yeah. So a little difference between a mortgage broker and a mortgage lender. Um, a mortgage broker does not lend money; they just broker a loan to a lender. Um, my company is a reverse mortgage lender, so we actually make the lending decision. We approve or deny an application, and we lend our own money. Um, and after the loan is originated, we actually service the loan. So mm-hmm. when you're a customer of my company's, you're a customer for as long as you have a loan. We'll send you monthly statements every month. Um, if you're uh, a line of credit borrower and you want to draw money, you send that request into us. 
and we advance those funds to you. Um, we're making sure that you're paying your taxes on time, the house insured. So not only do we make the lending decision and lend you money from my company, but we actually service the loan after after you originate the loan. So you're a full service company rather than dealing with an initial broker first that parlays it off to someone someone else. That definitely has advantages. Exactly, Gary. Well, I want to give exactly. uh, give you an opportunity. What, what is if our listeners uh, want some information about your company and rever- more questions about reverse mortgage? Uh, give us uh, a toll free number that they can um, contact you. Sure. So our toll free number is eight seven seven four eight five one three five nine. Again, it's eight seven seven four eight five one three five nine. And for those listeners, Gary, who want to check us out on the web, our um, uh, it, our address is reversefunding.com, all continuous, reversefunding.com. Okay. Well, thank you again for help educating me and all of my listeners out there about reverse mortgage. And uh, best wishes to you. And, again, thank you for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. It was quite educational. My pleasure, Gary. Thank you again for having me. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you for listening to our show today. Join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. We do thank our sponsors and advertisers to support our radio show and our magazine, The Best of Times. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. Do visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to learn about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. I'm Gary Kaligas wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to the best of times on 710 Keel. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for the best of times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Mosier.